politics is such a dirty game. Just a dirty, stinking, rotten game full of lies and half-truths and deceptions and fabrications and manipulations. And I look around at everybody and everything that they've been saying and everything that they've been writing and the discussions that are going out there, and I often wonder if anybody else sees what is so blatantly, glaringly obvious to me, that this is a game. But the people that are out there that are in power, that are making decisions, that are affecting all of our lives, they don't seem to be taking anything very seriously. Like, how serious can the party that says, that is supporting the idea that all lives matter? You know, the Republican parties and and counter-protests of the Black Lives Matter movement, they've been saying all lives matter as a counter-protest. But how can the party that says all lives matter be taken seriously whenever we have homelessness and joblessness and they're trying to eradicate food stamps and welfare and they're trying to get rid of Social Security when everything that they're doing so clearly, so clearly dismantles the middle class and hurts the lower class people? Everything that they do. It's all about supporting the corporations and, and stocks and... It's not about helping people, it's about making the wealthy more wealthy. It's letting them not only sustain their wealth, but also increase it. It has nothing to do with you and me and the regular people. It has nothing to do with that. But yet, we have middle-income and lower-income families that are so clearly and fervently supporting the Republican Party. Blindly. And they say all these things about all the, all the great things that they're doing, but when most of which, and all the policies that they have... It's like sweeping the rug out from under your feet. You can't say that all lives matter when it's so very clear that they don't give a shit about any of our lives. And then the Democratic Party, we have all these people that are trying to say that they're for social reforms and they're for helping the people, but they're not any better. What president can you think of in your recent memory? Or going back further, what president can you ever think of that has really done anything to help the people? Or to make any real lasting change? You're not going to be able to think of anything. You're going to say, well, this president did this kind of reform, and this president put money toward... And you know what? That's great. But when have any of the problems that we're facing ever been solved? Because you realize all the problems that were happening before are still happening today. Everything. There has not been a cure for anything. We've got people kicking the can down the road. A whole lot of kicking the can down the road. A whole lot of words that sound promising and great and wonderful. And all of these promises that sound so big. But when has any of these problems actually been solved? And when any of these promises ever come to fruition? Politics is such a game. It's a dirty game where we're only forced to pick one of two candidates. We have a two-party system. We have all these other people and these other parties that are not given the play and not given a seat at the table and not have given their fair chance to speak or for their ideas to be heard. All the media is set up to have two opposing views, one Republican, one Democratic, and they're set up to divide us intentionally it's all a game it's unbelievable and it's becoming more blatant and more obvious 
when you have politicians who on camera and very publicly (laughs) they make it very clear that they're in the interest of winning for their party they're not in the interest of fixing or solving anything for you they do not give a shit about you at all an example of the game you know just recently Trump selected Amy Coney Barrett to fill the Ginsburg seat on the Supreme Court they recently did that and the Democratic Party was up in arms saying well you can't do this you're not supposed to do this during an election and we have to wait until the election is over before we can but you know we've gone through this before when the Democratic Party selected, wanted to select a seat for the Supreme Court. And what did the Republicans say? The Republicans said, we need to wait until after the election is over. We're going through the same game again. We've done this before. We've seen this before. Don't you see what's going on? Both sides don't want the seat to be filled, not because of truth, not because of justice, not because of right or wrong, but because they don't want to lose power. It's a power play. It's a power struggle. It's them trying to vie for their spot. Their spot where they can control things and get what they want. And what is, what is it that they want? They want more power. That's all it is. So we're forced and we're in this spot where we only have two candidates to select right now. We have Biden and we have Trump. And I, I really got to tell you, our choices, our choices suck. They're awful. But it seems to be the way it always is. We're always left with choosing the lesser of two evils. Always. You know, I had I'd never been excited for the idea of a president being elected, except for when Barack Obama was elected president. That's probably been the one time where I felt some excitement and I felt some hope. And I started to think, man, this is this is great. But it wasn't really long when I when I realized, you know, it's just all another game. And and just another struggle for power when President Obama wanted to do all of these things and he had all these ideas and Mitch McConnell and others had said that their job was to make sure that President Obama wouldn't be able to pass anything that that was their job was to stand to block everything that he wanted to do and that's when I knew well this is just another game he's not going to be able to get anything done because people are intentionally standing to block everything that he's wanting to do it's unreal. You know, not everything that President Trump says is a lie. The United States experienced some of its best years of job gains in around 2014 and 2015 under Obama's second term when the economy added more than 225,000 jobs a month. Unemployment also continued to be strong under Trump until the pandemic hit. The average monthly job gains under Trump peaked at 193,000 in 2018, and economists had called it very robust. 
especially given the recovery was nearly a decade old by then. But the devastation from the pandemic wiped out a decade's worth of job gains in the spring. By August, though, 48% of jobs had returned. But the fact is that Trump is making claims to having the best economy ever, and having the best job gains ever, and the best unemployment ever. But this had all started back under the Obama administration and had been continuing on. We had been riding the wave from the great things that President Obama had done, and Trump is laying claim to some of those things. And, you know, that's cool. That's, that's politics. That's what they do. But we all know the truth that a lot of these gains and these wonderful job gains and all these things, the one thing I will say that the stock markets, however, the stock markets have been doing well under Trump. And that's because a lot of the things and laws and regulations and things that he passes are all in favor for the wealthy and for the businesses and for the corporations. So that's why the stock prices have gone up. So the rich people are happy. But the fact is that these politicians, politicians like Joe Biden, who's been in politics for 47 years, who's really not done much of anything and says the most outlandish of things and has even said a lot of things that are quite blatantly racist. And then we have Trump, whose own family literally had white supremacists in them. Trump, who said he wishes Epstein's girlfriend well. Trump, who cannot disavow white supremacists. Trump, Trump, who tells a white supremacist group to stand down and stand by. Trump, who has several counts of rape against him. Trump, who actually has court documents against him alleging sexual misconduct with a minor. Trump, who silenced a, a prostitute who, he had, who had, he had an affair with so the truth wouldn't come out. Come out. It's, it's crazy. Our two choices is crap and crappier. This is the state of politics in America. It's all a joke. Where do we go from here? What do we do? Are we, are we stuck picking the lesser two evils? I, I'll let you decide who you think that is. I have my own opinions on the matter, my own thoughts of who I'm going to vote for. But let it be clear, I, I'm halfway tempted to just write Tony Danza on the, pa- on the ballot. Because neither of these people are going to do anything, I repeat. None of them are going to do anything to help the average American. To help the middle class and the working class, to help the poor families in America. It's going to be business as usual. Politics is going to be business as usual. Until we can have the people in movements like Black Lives Matter, you know, when people stand up and take to the street and they shout out their truth and they demand for change, that's when things are going to happen. So I'm thankful for the Black Lives Matter movement that they can spark this conversation, that they can maybe start maybe some momentum towards some change, but so much more work needs to be done. Yes, the swamp needs to be drained, but... I shit you not, the swamp is deep and the swamp is wide. And no, I'm not just talking about Trump. Politics is ugly. So, where do we go from here?